Okay, hello, welcome to the month of April coffee chat. Um, we're covering all the big things that have happened this month for Monero and also looking forward to the future. We have a good number of people on today. There's me, Justin, we have Diego, we have Howard HYC, and Need Money 90 if he's able to pop back on here. So um, I want to just kick us off started right away with the new events of the week because uh, the, the new events because Diego has a well sort of new initiative. It's it's sort of also been a thing for a while, but it's adjusted to become a recent new thing also um, called the Monero Revoir. So Diego, can you get us started with what has really happened? What were the big highlights of the past month? Uh, besides, of course, that we have finally found the next block to Monero that we were waiting for during the last coffee chat for quite a long period of time. We, so. we, we just found it right before this coffee chat. So oh. we're very excited that we can finally move forward. I'm just kidding. It's been, it's been a while. So um, for those who don't know, my name is Diego Salazar, um, known on the Monero places and other online places as Rerar. Um I do a lot of things around here. I um, work on the website. I just launched the new CCS not long ago. And um, excuse me. Re most recently, I've taken on the task of kind of putting out a Monero weekly newsletter. Um, for those who may, some people may remember, I made the Revoir Monero, which um, was a quarterly, which went two issues. So it covered two quarters. Um, and I do plan to restart those. But for now, I have kind of taken this brand name that I have. Revoir is Esperanto for review. And um, I put it applied to the weekly because there was the observer. And then after the observer stopped, there was the moon. But kind of as both of those um, people got busy, uh, <coughs> excuse me, with life, they were not able to continue those. So if you go to R-E-V-U-O, Revoir-Monero.com. Now, with SSL, um, you can go ahead and read through those two uh, that we have so far. But there's been some interesting things that happened. First and foremost, there was a big, gigantic pump, because that's what people care about. That happened um, a little while ago, and it was very strange and unprecedented, and nobody understands, and now it's not a thing anymore. So we all got to be happy for just a little bit. Um, but no, like uh, recently this past month, the new CCS has been um, being continually improved. Um, it was launched around the time of the last coffee chat and due to some feedback from the core team and from some of the community members, you know, I've added some more things like a uh, number of contributors in different areas and we've cleaned some stuff up. So you can go to ccs.getmonero.org and you can um, look at that. And if you have any feedback, please feel free to send it my way. Things that like, what if we did this or what if we had this instead or... Um, this can be added or taken away, and it would, the feedback is great for a lot of people. Um, also, in relation to the CCS, very, very exciting. All of the proposals got funded. Um, we had an angel donor, I guess. Nobody knows who it is. Maybe somebody knows who it is. If it's you, yeah, thank you. If it's not you, yeah, you should donate. Um, but we had, like, Brandon and... Um, Saray and Sarang and Monero Moo and other people that were um, wanting to that, that were desiring funding and they are all funded for the next quarter. So very excited about that. They get to keep working. Yay. I want to touch um, just a little bit on that actually because we had um, a substantial amount of donations that came in. It was more than 1,500 Monero and it was about $100,000 that was donated. So it was a pretty substantial amount of funds that went towards paying for Monero researchers, Monero developers, um, Monero organizers of various work groups. So there's certainly a lot of support that has gone in this quarter, and we're very. I'm really pleased with how quickly we funded. Yeah, Continue. really incredible. Um, and if you have not yet donated to a proposal, that's totally fine. It's easier than ever now. We got QR codes that you can tap and scan and, and all this different type of stuff. We're using sub addresses and no more payment IDs. It's easier than ever to donate. We highly encourage you to take part in our community in that way. Even if you can only do like $5, $10, $2, anything that you can do, just be a part of the system, become a part of our cult. It's really important, um, you know, so... Uh, that that happened. Very exciting. 
We're very thrilled. There's actually a few new idea proposals right now. Um, if you go to the ideas, we've got a few people who have opened stuff for like a quarterly or to work for a certain amount of time. So uh, we can it, another way to, to partake in the the community crowdfunding system is to click on those and comment um, on the GitLab. You have to have a GitLab account. Comment on that uh, that merge request and say, "Well, I like this. Can we change this? Can we?" And so go ahead and comment on those people who have proposals up um, right now in the ideas section. Uh, other stuff that has happened. Um, let's see, let me pull open the Revlon Monero. So, oh yeah, there's a couple of things. Um, First of all, in in terms of I2P stuff, um, so people have asked about Kaveri. We've actually got a good number of people asking about Kaveri. The truth is, um, we don't know where Anonymous is right now. Uh, he's kind of left all of those channels. Those who don't know, there was a little bit of stuff going down um, between Anonymous and certain members of the community. And at this point, we're not sure where Kaveri is or where it's going. And we're operating under the assumption that it will not continue. But some uh, one of the Kaveri contributors um, has started working on something similar, Teeny2P, and then, which is also C++ kind of thing. But then we also have I2P0, um, which is uh, maintained and being worked on by NAC, which is um, kind of uh, also a skeletal, I, still, I think it's in Java, the original Java uses a lot of the same code, um, but it's a skeletal version of that as well. Um, similar to the aims of Kaveri, but just in Java instead of C++. So there's kind of two other options moving forward. And we have the infrastructure set up um, for uh, integration of Tor and whatever I2P thing we decide we, we end up wanting to use. And um, anything else that'll fit in the Sox proxy type thing. All that infrastructure is already there. Um, and, you know, there's been some, a lot of discussion in terms of how can we present this in the GUI so that way it's easy and understandable for the average person. Um, so, you know, kind of the UX UI ideas of that. Um, so it's very, very exciting time where we're getting closer than ever to a point where we're going to be able to obfuscate our internet traffic in terms of sending transactions. Um, so if you are interested in that type of thing, uh, contact NAC, contact one Eric or myself or Justin so we can get you hooked up with people who are working on those things. And it's, yeah, it's very exciting. Um, boom. Any other big things this past month um, that are not covered in the Revoir? Because the Revoir is just kind of two weeks. So there's kind of two weeks before that, that maybe something interesting has happened. It's been, it's been a pretty relaxed, low-key kind of month with a few spots of flashes of inspiration what do you think justin i think there that, is need money yeah need money finally yeah. joined us we'll see finally works okay chrome chrome uh chrome did it i was trying to oh get yeah money. i have to run jitsi in chrome too i've been trying oh wait uh, i was using my microphone there hi hello good to see you Diego finally uh, went over the majority of what happened with Monero, especially in the past two weeks. I'd say in the first two weeks, immediately following um, our last coffee chat, there were a lot of discussions on Monero's proof of work future. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, that's kind of what those several weeks are, at least that's what I took out of it. Um, so um, I'll ask Howard in a few minutes here to give us an update on sort of what things have happened since then. I, I know there's certainly been a lot of discussions both within IRC channels on GitHub and also on uh, Monero Talk, uh, which Mean Money was also uh, a part of uh, that conversation too. Um, so uh, Diego, you touched on the I2P situation and uh, I will say that I've been working with De Bruyne for a release on kind of the state of Cobri and the state of I2P, and you can expect that to come out after the 0.14.1 release. So mm -hmm. after the latest and greatest GUI and command line daemon and all software is out, then we'll have a nice update for everyone about sort of what our understanding is of the state of Cobri, and then an explanation about how these different network connections can work for specific users and sort of what they need to do. So, Cool. We've been working on that for a little bit of time. Expect that to be out soon. Um, and of course, 
quick reminder, if you're watching this live, because there's a number of you watching this live, we're gaining in popularity like last time. Um, make sure you ask us questions if you'd like so that we can answer them for you. Um, I am going to turn off my camera, but I'm still here. I'm going to eat my pancakes. They're chocolate chip. My wife made them. They're very tasty, but I just don't think that people want to see me eat bragging about these chocolate chip pancakes by eating them on camera. So I'm still here. I have not gone anywhere. We'll follow up with you after you eat your pancakes. All right, uh, so Howard, can we jump into that then? Can you give us a quick overview of really the big discussions that have happened since the last coffee chat last month? Are there any big changes to how the Monero community is sort of proceeding going forward? Are we, or are we more so just kind of refining the situation? Uh, yeah, no big changes. Um, as you say, refining, you know, we've, we've talked about how we can nail down um, a measure of, you know, whether the new algorithm is succeeding or failing, you know, what, what are we going to use as metrics for, you know, what, what do we call a failure? Yeah. Uh, if we see the hash rate spike the way we did, you know, December, January, that's, that's going to be an obvious trigger probably. But, uh, so that, that still needs to be hashed out. Um, the other things that are going on, you know, we, we have obtained, uh, we obtained one informal review from one of the hardware forums that I frequent. And some of that feedback was used to, um, to extend the RandomX algorithm. Uh, we've gotten another review from an ASIC developer, Tim Olson. So that's, again, more useful information for us. Uh, we've got one uh, crypto review team who has started to make us an offer to do a formal code review. So that that's in process. Uh, so that's pretty much what's going on right now. Uh, so I have been asked if, uh, for a from a couple different places. Do you know when the code freeze for RandomX is intended to be, uh, so that it, either yeah. it can be implemented in WowNero so that we can get it uh, tested on something that's on a live net, or uh, yeah, the code freeze is set for the end of this month, April thirtieth. Okay, fantastic. Thank you. Cool. And then, um, Need Money, can you summarize the Monero talk episode where you, Howard, um, tuned other names if I'm blanking out at the moment, discussed this in a high-level overview? I think you did a really good job during that interview. Can you give a, a high-level overview um, about what happened during that discussion? Yeah. Um, so the general consensus is, uh, other than Monero move, um, we're, we're not really willing to pursue uh, forks every six months for proof of work specifically. And I, I misspoke on uh, the Monero talk episode. I indicated that it wasn't six months. It, it was no six month forks, whereas it's just six month proof of work forks that we're having issues with. And so Monero Moo indicated that six month forks were, were actually fine if they were non proof of work, non consensus change. Um, which, uh, yeah, so that, that means that we're going to have to be switching to uh, RandomX either in October, or if we can't get aud audits by October, we're going to have to switch to RandomX in uh, well, the, the fork after that. And then if RandomX has any definitive failure, uh, and we, we'll, we'll determine what the conditions for failure are, um, but if, if it does fail, then we're going to have to switch to something ASIC friendly because we can't maintain proof of work forks that will actually manage to outpace ASICs without, uh, yeah, without six month forks. So uh, un unfortunately, we'll have to embrace them at that point. I, so I think that's about the, the consensus. Howard, you, you can correct me if you think that uh, I've, I've missed anything there. Yeah, I think that was about right. You know, if yeah, if we if we see that you know the hash rate is obviously in 
control of a single entity and you know random x has failed then yeah we we really have no other choice so are the two main discussions in the community right now how to really define how we assess that and then also the idea of pre-committing to a date to switch over are those the two main discussions going on right now there's also a tertiary discussion of people who just can't accept that we're going to be switching to ASICs, but I don't think that they have much developer power behind them. So I don't, I don't see it moving very far other than people who are just being very loud and unhappy. Excellent. Thanks. No, uh, that, that is, that is uh, assuming random X fails. Maybe, maybe hike's going to pull a rabbit out of the hat. And uh, RandomX is actually going to remain ASIC resistant for years to come. We'll see. Yeah, even if we get a few years out of it, like what Monero got out of the original Kryptonite algorithm, that still is useful. So I can see why many people would want to pursue this route because it, it more directly aligns with Monero has been forever compared to um, you know, ASIC friendly. Because I know that even though privacy is probably Monero's biggest selling ethos, um, I think that uh, you know mining on a normal computer has remained one of its large characteristics um, over the years. Um, are there any other points you would like to get across with, with ASICs and Monero's proof of work algorithm before we proceed to other things? I'm, oh, I'm yeah, pretty just... burnt out on that discussion personally. <laughs> Uh, I've, I've got one other point to add. Um, so I've mentioned before that, uh, you know, small tweaks like we did with kryptonite are not going to be useful or effective with random X, right? Once, once somebody builds a chip that can execute random X, they've essentially built a CPU, which is dynamically reprogrammable. So, you know, the little logic tweaks that we put into kryptonite tweaks wouldn't pose any obstacle to that because they can just reprogram directly around them. So uh, when we switch to RandomX, there, there is an understanding that you know, six-month tweaks are going to go away. I mean, there's no point to them. But uh, there's, there's a longer-term horizon where, um, you know, say, imagine that RandomX continues working for three years, okay? So between now and then, in three years, there may be some you know, new CPU feature that's become widely available. Uh, and we would probably want to incorporate it at that time. You know, for, for example, it could be um, AVX 512, which is currently only on, uh, available on a few Intel processors. You know, maybe in three years, it'll become available on every laptop and desktop processor. And at that point, if it, if it is ubiquitous, we might want to take advantage of that. Yeah, I, I think one of the big <clears throat> concerns about this whole pre-commitment type thing is they're like, well, if we're going to be pre-committed, then we're doing this no matter what. I think what HYC you know, is very wisely saying is that none of this is, e even a pre-commitment is not 100% set in stone. If there's something that just completely takes the technological world by storm that we can really use to take advantage of this ASIC resistance type thing, then yeah, we're going to definitely look into it. That doesn't mean that we're going to pre-commit to that either, you know, necessarily. But like um, Monero is, is, has been very um, <clears throat> consistent in wanting to be on the forefront of, of technology in this way. So if, if there is some... If, if it's not in the consensus code, then it's, it's not pre-committed in, in the sense that a lot of people think that it is. Like, right. And this stuff isn't at the consensus layer. So, so people, you know, I think people are getting a little um, anxious over nothing in, in actuality. It's like, of course, like if something new comes up that that would help us, you know, against H six and and uh, of course we'll be looking into that. It's, it's not like we're we're just throwing this away. It's like, well, you know, let's just embrace the A six no matter what. It's like if things are the way they are now in the future and random X doesn't work, then you know. That's that's the direction it'll probably go, but it, nothing nothing's a hundred percent, guys. It's okay. Relax, relax, breathe. It's okay. Everything's okay. I think it's so important to and this this uh, involves um, the mining discussion, but a bunch of other stuff. 
This is all an experiment. This is all an experiment. Everything, Bitcoin, Monero, everything is one. Is it's it's a bunch of experiments, and <clears throat> people get way too attached to this type of thing, and not not remembering that it's an experiment. It could fail at any time, and even people asking us like, "Well, why are you guys trying to do this ASIC resistant thing? Why don't you just embrace the ASICs?" Well, because we already have an experiment that is ex embracing the ASICs. We already have a bunch of experiments that are embracing the ASICs. They're called Bitcoin and all these other ones. Monero tried this experiment where we don't embrace them and we fork away. And we have deduced from this experiment that it's really difficult to do this. So probably not feasible for us. It's, in one way, I, I like other cryptocurrencies that do things differently, even if I think a lot of their things are stupid, security assumptions, lack of cryptography review, that type of thing, right? In, in, in one way, I enjoy these things existing because they're experiments that are parentheses that are likely to fail, more than likely to fail because of their um, lack of foundations. Um, but at least we can do a, a, a biopsy on these after they've died and we can see kind of what that's what's going on. And it's important to remember that Monero is not apart from this crowd in this way. Monero is set apart from the crowd in a lot of ways, but not in this way. A lot of the things that we're doing are a big experiment and we're trying to see, is this possible? Can this work? Is private digital money that is fungible actually possible? We're trying to figure that out. The, the, the jury is out at the moment because there's some uh, uh, questions like, well, is it really fungible? Is it private enough? Um, is it private enough to be fungible? What is the definition of fungibility mathematically? Um, and there, there's all these different things. And so we're not really sure. And you know, maybe Monero can't scale well. And so because of that, it's not possible for the whole world to have it or all, all these different types of things. It's all a big relax. That's what I'm trying to say, guys. It's okay. It's okay. Do I want to take this torch and run with it? I'm not sure. <laughs> oh, no, no, wait, wait, wait. Okay, I, I have something I have something to read you guys. I just got an email. I'm not going to tell you who it's from. It's from a, a random nobody. It's very short. But uh, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you guys, this is why Monero sucks, okay? Hello, I am a small time Monero miner, five GPUs. I have not been able to mine since the CNR fork. There are no miners that work. I thought Monero valued decentralized mining. I thought the point of these forks was to undermine the trend towards mining consolidation. Instead, your CNR fork has killed me. I'm about to start selling off my rig. Worthless to me now. Thanks, guys. Really great job. Really great job. All the best. So <laughs> I, I just got that during the coffee chat. I just wanted to read that out so you guys, it could be forever embalmed in time on YouTube. I'm sorry, man. I, I, I don't know what to say other than like, we're doing our best. <laughs> if you, if you want to come and code and fix, fix the miner client, like be, be my guests. Come, come on into the Monero mining chat or the Monero dev chat. Uh, we can we can show you the code and you can submit bug reports and stuff at the very least and uh, help us figure it out. But I don't think I've seen you around. So, hey, from where I sit, uh, Miner is actually working just fine. So I don't know what he's talking about. In fact, I just now got the AMD Miner working on my Ryzen laptop. So. But HYC, you're a computing god and some of us. We're computing scrubs. <laughs> yeah, but I'm not the only one who got it. You know, I got the code working and I have somebody else on the other end of IRC who has also got it to work. So you know, I, I, not, I too have gotten it to work. So, yeah, Here we are. <laughs> Congrats. We can set up a minor. <laughs> okay, so I, I think I'm going to move the conversation on a little bit. We can come back if we have more time. But come back uh, to the email. What were you saying, Diego? You said we could come back. We could come back to the email. Yeah, we can. We can touch more. We can read more emails if you if you have. Them. Okay. <laughs> so we should we should have a mail corner time where people send us emails. We're like we're gonna read the email anyway. Sorry, go for it. <laughs> so uh, coming up this week is a very important event in Monero's history. It is Monero's fifth anniversary. We're calling it the Moneroversary. It's on this upcoming Thursday. We're planning a large list of events. Um, probably in the late afternoon, evening, U.S. time. So it'll be a little bit later than Monero's you know, original start time. 
but um, that's something to keep an eye on. I'm going to paste in the chat uh, sort of the GitHub issue where I'm helping to plan some of these initiatives going on. So we will have more coffee chat-like discussions. We'll have more people expressing their points of view and what big changes Monero has had in the past uh, past five years. Uh, Fluffy Pony and others are have committed to say that they will be available. So hopefully we'll have some good discussions at that time too. It's shocking that Monero has been around for five years. Sort of seems to have come out of nowhere, but um, it's 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 cool to celebrate and cool to think about. Um, and if you want to be a part of some of the festivities, whether you're participating directly or you're helping helping with uh, some marketing materials or just helping get the word out there, please comment on that GitHub issue so that we can help we can participate you in the discussion and make sure to block off that day, set a reminder so that you don't forget Monero's anniversary. Um, I know, so need money. You s originally said that you would like to work on either a game or a puzzle during. Yeah, I'm this. currently actually working with uh, MIDI Poet on a multi step puzzle for the Monero anniversary. It's not going to be super difficult, but it is going to involve proof of work components. So you're going to need to run a program on your computer and. Uh, well, run run a couple things that'll use your CPU, so it uh, can't be spoofed. So, so yeah. it's not going to be quite like the uh, image he made where no one no, solved it after a year. No, it's actually going to be very solvable. It's just going to take a little bit of work. Well, yeah, I'm looking forward to that. If you need a game show host, I know Diego did a good job at, uh, at DEF CON. I'll, I'll have my people contact his people. <laughs> My schedule is is always busy, so um, you're gonna have to. I'm gonna have to pencil you in, um, and we'll see what I can manage. But the fee is also quite large and paid in verge. It's a good one. So, someone who joined us this moment is that powered in a different account, or is it no. someone else? Oh, okay. Who joined us? Probably somebody from the darknet. Oh, it's Isthmus. Hopefully, they'll be able to join in a second. Oh, he finally um, woke up. Yeah. <laughs> Tell Isthmus, use Chrome, and then we'll hopefully see you on in a minute. Isthmus is part of the Monero Research Lab. They do a lot of work, especially with nonces, and he has a study program where some of the, I don't know if they're called students, some of the, some of the individuals that work with him uh, contribute to Monero Research. So pretty cool we can get an update with with him hopefully and what's going on on their end um so those are really the big events that are going on in the monero community there's been a lot of proof of work discussions there's been a lot of work getting odat 14.1 out for everyone so that we can all use the latest and greatest features in the in, in the gui and and, and daemon and you know, everywhere else we can get tor we can get i2p running uh for people and then, of course, this Thursday, we have the big Moneroversary. Um, I will say that a certain project that I'm working on is planning a major announcement for this Thursday. So be ready. Whoa, be whoa, ready whoa, for whoa, whoa, whoa. You can't say that. You can't, you can't say that on air. OK, OK. Um, a large announcement? We there, already there will... learned our lesson. <laughs> there will hopefully be a new resource out on Thursday. Um, we will see though, um, and I don't have any more details, but hopefully we'll, I'll have something to talk about on Thursday also, um, which I know is or has already been delayed for a while. So we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, and of course, Isthmus just interrupt me at any point if you, if you get this working. Um, so, um, has anyone here tested um, uh, I2P0 yet? I was able to get it started on my computer, running, working. No? Okay. Yeah, we, we definitely need more people to test it because um, when I originally started testing it, I wasn't able to actually get the HTTP proxy open, so it kind of went back and forth. There were some user permission errors, so um, we're, NAC was able to resolve those now. My, it works on my latest 
with my computer with the latest version. So it's really cool. Uh, we have a comment from Professor L at YouTube saying he was testing I2P0. The GUI is wonky on Linux distros, and he ended up switching back to the CLI. Yeah, I, I have not tested the GUI on a Linux distro. I was just testing on Windows. So I probably should do that later today if I have time. It is super dead simple, actually. It's, it's really convenient. <laughs> To that, I say you're wonky, Mr. Professor, on a on a GUI, and I'm going to switch to the CLI she, version of you. She, apparently. She, you. Yeah, wait, I, I just said you, didn't I? Anyway, CLI version of you. That, that's those, These are the jokes, guys. I'm sorry. I, I'll work on my content for, like, DEF CON if I MC. <laughs> I'll, I'll get better content. Sorry, it's, it's early. I'm a bit slow, and uh, I, have, I have a lack oh. of things to talk about. I'm kind of just waiting until prompted. Uh, no, I can, I can. I have a question. I have a series of questions that um, there has been <clears throat> there has been a lot, and this happens kind of in spurts. There has been a lot of. Um, questions kind of about the centralization of Monero on a social community level. And this has come up in various ways in terms of how things are moderated, how things are censored, how things are, um, who controls the flows of conversations, when, how, why, these types of things. Um, and on, on some degree, you know, oh, it's easy to see. He just, he just gives the orders and then everybody else follows them. It's, That's, everybody knows that. I'm, I, unfortunately, some people are not on board, you know, and these people have not yet drunk the Kool-Aid. And um, it's only a matter of time, of course, but pretty soon, uh, like the, the goal is come to the church, come be a part of the cult, and everything will go well with you. <laughs> but for real, it's like, where, where does this come from? Um, and I think a lot of it really comes from this lack of understanding around decentralization to begin with. What does decentralization provide? What are the pros? What are the cons to decentralization? There are cons to decentralization, and not everything needs to be decentralized. Um, what are the differences between the public spaces, the private spaces? Do, does each work group have to be um, completely public or and like open to democracy or voting? How do we solve democracy on the internet, which is very subject to civil attacks? These types of things. This this is a a topic that. Some people feel very strongly about and like they're willing to quit whole entire portions of the community, if not the community itself, um, just because they hold these ideals, what, that, what they want it to look like so strongly. Um, and I think it's worth touching on and exploring um, because, first of all, we're not going to get everything right. We This project is has humans working on it and humans are humans we mess things up so first of all we're not going to get things completely right but second of all just this idea that what everyone thinks is right may not be what's right um for a certain work group or for the community at large or for any of this different type of stuff or for can uh, or conducive for good conversation and you know once again this kind of came up because um the most recent example was fires was um blocked from certain places like on certain telegram groups and stuff like that and because the community had the telegram community and kind of decided you know we've had enough of of him the, uh, the moderators yeah we, we had right. been getting repeated pings from people in the room asking why was he still allowed in the room when he's constantly like either being negative slash uh, toxic basically to other contributors uh, spreading drama and generally, like maybe I'd say a third to half of his his posts mentioned his altcoin specifically in the Monero channel. It was a unanimous vote, and he's now no longer welcome Monero channels on Telegram. And I'd, if you have a problem with that, try and change the mind of even one of the moderators. All of us are happy to talk to you about it. Um, but yeah, that's that's the situation. Um, this also came up because, you know, uh, the Monero community work group some months ago was like, should um, 
implemented a code of conduct for it. Um, and so kind of in terms of Telegram, in terms of Reddit, in terms of IRC channels, like what is the what is the ideal in terms of moderation? Should it just be a free for all? What, you know, what are the different thoughts about this? And we kind of touched on this in the previous coffee chat. It's just these things, this thing in particular rears its head very often. Um, and the, the views are, are quite varied just because political philosophies, personal philosophies vary greatly um, in terms of uh, governance and moderation and, and um, free speech and, and what, what constitutes taking away somebody's voice versus um, having an environment for good discussion uh, type thing. Anyway, does somebody, does anybody want to chime in on these things with some ideas? Oh, uh, is we, this, we, do you have some ideas on this specifically, or do you want to talk about your projects? What, you, what you've been doing on the research side of things? Uh, can you hear me? Uh, yes, uh, we barely, can hear you. Barely. You're, you're like Tevador on the podcast. You might want to either speak up or get closer to your mic or go to the um, the Goodwill and find a microphone like this, like I did for 40 bucks. <laughs> it says you're muted, so you want to you wanna unmute yourself too. That'll help with the... I believe in you. No, we still you're still muted, man. <laughs> you gotta press the unmute button. You were supposed to get louder, hey. not quieter. Yeah. <laughs> Click this, go find the microphone thingy and press unmute. Un there you go. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yes. Okay. Awesome. No, so I had I had thoughts on this specifically, um, and it was something I was discussing with another Monero contributor in the last week, um, which is there are like many there there are many distinct and different concepts uh, with differing severity and different implications that in English all fall under the word censorship, um, and that makes it very easy to kind of. Um, just conflate those different notions. And I've seen sometimes we're in one of these open forums where we have um, a lot of people trying to contribute to development or research or something. Um, and you have someone come in with uh, toxic behavior that isn't in any way contributing to the purpose of the channel. Um, every once in a while, we'll see where someone then tries to mitigate that. And maybe even with the best of intention, people are thinking, uh, we'll say like, oh, well, we don't want to be censoring people. But there's a big difference between uh, censoring. Well, first of all, there's a big difference between like censoring someone's sexist or racist opinions. And I think uh, as those don't contribute anything to a research channel or whatever, you know, uh, I don't have an issue with that, is separate from censoring someone's like ideas or point of view or opinion. You know, that's more of a bigger issue. Um, and especially like pretty much anyone who has access to the internet and is in like these IRC channels has uh, unlimited ways to reach out and spread their ideas and disseminate their ideas. Uh, so the TLDR is um, basically, I'm just saying that like certain types, I think it's good to have a code of conduct um, so that we can focus on the important things and then not go down a rabbit hole of like, is this censorship or not? Sorry, I don't know if that made sense, but. From my point of view, it's we need to make sure that Monero in, you know, in the code and the various aspects of its community are resilient to attacks. And one form of, of attacks is, you know, the moderator is saying, if you have an, a, an opposing point of view, you can't mention it. If you think Monero should switch to proof of stake, you should never be able to voice your opinion. That's an example of an attack that's probably overbearing from the moderators that are, you know, closing out discussion. It, it's likely that most people won't agree with you, but you should be able to bring that up during, you know, like the Monero skepticism Sunday. That's specifically what that's for, is for people to bring up those different points of view. But if you are just a person that shows up and you insult other people and you promote Verge all the time and just have complete nonsense arguments um, that are just object objectively make absolutely no sense at all then 
one way to protect the Monero community from being brigaded in this way is to say, okay, well, this isn't a platform for you. And so I think that people who take sort of either extreme need to, I mean, need to acknowledge that there's a little bit more middle ground here where we can still say, we're going to focus the discussion in a way where you can still share your ideas, but if you show up in bad faith and you try to abuse it, you're going to be gone. Uh, you're not going to be allowed. So that's that's how I see it as a moderator of you know, the Mineral Community Workgroup, like, like Diego, we have this code of conduct, which is quite permissive. You can still, there, there's nothing in there that says that you can't bring up different ideas. It just says basically be nice to each other is what it boils down to. So um, that's ultimately what we mean by just come into the argument without the intent to provoke people and you'll be okay. That, that's all you really, that's what it boils down to. Um, Diego, is there more you wanted to cover on this or should we hop over and have Isthmus give an update on what he and some of his various minions are working on in Monero, Monero Dude, booths? I, I am more than happy to hand this over to Isthmus. I am always happy when people that are smarter than I am get to talk and shut me up. So by all means, man, take the floor. All right, go ahead. Uh, let's see. So I think the, the first like four or five things that come up at my head, um, two of the fellows, oh wait, so, so background. Um, uh, how do I wanna do this? Let's do with actually so what you and I were talking about first, uh, Justin. So. Uh, one thing that I just put on the table is we should, at the consensus level, ban any transaction that has less than two outputs. Uh, the reason for this is that any typical transaction, and we want all transactions to look like typical transactions, have uh, an output that's changed to, the, uh, changed to the sender and then one to the recipient, or if you have multiple recipients, you know, more. Um, so you would never really see a transaction that only has one output unless it's someone who's sweeping a bunch of their outputs and then depositing it in another account, which is why there's no change, or someone who's doing churn. Um, so since, uh, so first of all, if you if we have a, if they see a single output transaction on the blockchain, that's leaking the behavior, so churn or sweep. And then also because the core software uh, only makes transactions of two or more outputs, you're also leaking that you're using non-standard software. And so now we're leaking like, software information and activity information. And we've definitely lost fungibility, uh, definitely lost uh, privacy on that particular set of transactions. Um, and so, yeah, this kind of came up and I don't know, what are your thoughts? I don't, I don't see a downside to banning them. No, honestly, I, I thought this was already implemented. Sorry, go ahead. Andy. No, that's, that's total agree. Uh, we should be making our transactions as homogenous as we possibly can uh, because homogenous transactions or indistinguishable transactions. Yeah, I, I thought these were already implemented, to be honest. I mean, because I, I know it's, I, I thought it was already a consensus requirement, not just a wallet configuration. So did you look at the number of one output transactions? Are there like more than a handful of them? You muted yourself again. <laughs> there you go. No, so Neptune Research has that data. Um, I've been, I need to, I was gonna grab a copy of that. So Neptune put all that data in the Nonsense Research Lab repo. Uh, I need to download it, filter it by date and see how much we still have of these. Um, it's just been uh, lower ROI because it uh, would need to get done either way. Um, but yeah, I'll, I'll try to look at that, look at that soon. Um, other things that are kind of going on, um, so we're in week, we just finished up week three of the Insight Decentralized Consensus Fellowship, uh, which is a training program I run that helps people transition from a, like people that have domain knowledge and tech skills, but are working in like an unrelated field transition into blockchain engineering. Uh, and for the first four weeks, they build out these like really intense projects. Um, so one of the fellows is actually working on optimizing network topology um, and looking at uh, really, so if those, if some of you are familiar with the archival project, um, out of nonsense, uh, this fellow is kind of expanding even more where they're making a network of monitor nodes that then all feed, uh, metadata back to an archival node. So you can identify where there would 
Am I still in? Oh, shoot. You still are good. Oh, cool. Okay. Um, so to potentially look at, um, are there, like, what, first of all, we'll start getting really great uh, stats about network topology, connectivity, latency, all of that. We'll finally have hard data on all of this. Um, and I think he's actually already was like showing some plots yesterday that show how, how Monero nodes are connected. Uh, and so where this will help is we can then look, are there ways we can like bridge slower parts of the network to then reduce latency for everybody? Um, and these are kind of some open questions for how we can uh, improve performance, uh, both for regular nodes and um, say for miners that want to be keeping ahead, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Uh, this will all be open source naturally. Um, I have another fellow who is working on churn and um, put together a tool that extracts the, uh, so when we go to do churn from an account, it'll create a dummy transaction through the RPC, uh, use that to get the timings for how Monero transactions should be spaced. Because uh, naturally when you have like your churn behavior, your actual behavior, which we can't actually mm -hmm. see on the blockchain, and then uh, there's like what we use for the decoy selection algorithm. So we do our best to make the decoy selection algorithm match what totality. And so to make our churn match that, we try to make it match the decoy selection algorithm. I don't know if that makes sense, but, um, or the way I explained it. But so we pull out the timings from that and then it'll uh, churn to Monero according, according to those uh, through different accounts. We avoid any linking. Um, I think right now it might start with a sweep all, and then that way you're just moving one and not doing any mistake with change addresses. Uh, but there's this kind of big open question about, um, say I have an out a wallet with 17 outputs and I want to churn all of them. Uh, I have one option, which is I could do sweep all as the first step, which is heuristically terrible. And if you even just look at a blockchain explorer with the naked eye, uh, you can usually see like, uh, someone who's sweeping a wallet from a year ago, just right down, right down the row, which then exposes all of those as when, which transactions spent them. And then also means that you can tell the decoys and all of the other transactions. So like we should, I wish we didn't have a sweep all uh, feature. So, um, the other extreme would be to use coin control. So sweep single to keep all 17 kind of moving in parallel, right? Uh, with a independent timing, of course, and then combine them at the end. Then you're effectively doing a sweep all, but instead of doing sweep all on really old outputs, you're doing sweep old on, or sorry, sweep all on relatively new outputs. So I think the statistics, uh, statistical signal is kind of a little more obfuscated there because you've matched on the right time scale. Uh, but I suspect there's probably some optimal middle ground, right? Where instead of a 17 input transaction here or a 17 input transaction here, you kind of fold them in as you go. Um, and so, yeah, so trying to think about that, there is a really cool team working on a project called Dots, uh, which is another Monero churn tool. Um, and I'll, I was actually, I'm gonna introduce them in Monero Research Lab. Uh, it's like uh, three people that have been just building out a tool, trying to figure out what are, uh, avoiding the term best practices, because unless every user has the exact same behavior, I don't think there is one set of best practices, but we'll get to better practices. Um, so they're working on what are the better practices, implementing it as a tool. They have a proof of concept. And so then we're looking at um, how can we make that, uh, you know, op open source, uh, integrated in a way that's easiest for people to use, um, ensure optimal privacy, really cool team. I talked with them on the phone for like 90 minutes, uh, a couple days ago and they're doing some really cool work and actually uh i learned a lot from the conversation about network connectivity and uh i had been thinking you would want to between every turn transaction drop all your peers and then make a whole new set uh and learned that that actually has also statistical downsides if you have monero nodes with long-term connections and then you're uh dropping Really interesting call. I'm uh, really looking forward to working with them. Very high quality. Um, uh, I think it'll be a very high quality tool as well. That's awesome. I I, I really think that um, a churn per sub address or whatever would be really useful for people. <laughs> Coins get linked across sub addresses, right? So if I receive to like four sub address one, sub address two, and then I were to do a, either a, a transaction or a sweep all 
those get mixed, right? It's just accounts that are kept. If they're, yeah, if they're in a different if they're in a different account, they won't. But if they're in the same account in different sub addresses under one account, they will be swept together. So that could potentially link your sub addresses together. So um, because of the output. So so there's a lot of there's a lot of considerations here, and I'm glad that you and this other team are working into them. I saw their post on Reddit. I commented on it. So it's good to hear that you had a great call. Um, yeah, yeah. Always good to have more eyes working on this because there are so many different nuances. And basically, it's a point where we need a million people looking at it to be like, well, what about this? That's like 99% of the conversation. <laughs> and I got to say, I really trust what people with long hair tend to say, um, just because I feel some a semblance of, uh, you know, connection with you in that sense. So everything that you say, I got to say, man, like, uh, it's spot on. So good on you for that. No, I was about to wrap it. I was about to say we're, we're running out of time here. Immediately after this uh, coffee chat there is a monero defcon meeting happening in monero dash community you can join that on irc directly or through the uh monero mattermost uh, which is available at mattermost.getmonero.org um so if you're interested in learning about what monero is doing for defcon want to help participate in that certainly happen there um is anyone here familiar with what the state is or are we all waiting for the meeting to figure out <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for the meeting personally. Okay, perfect. Um, so certainly follow us over there if you are interested in DEFCON. Um, rumor has it that based off all the iterations of the village distribution so far, Monero is set to have its own village as of this point. It's not confirmed, but it's made its way through several iterations. So hopefully we will have our own village. We're having another Monero party again this year in an even larger space. We have entire dedicated space to Monero, not just a suite that's been repurposed for a party. Um, so that should be really interesting, that Monero um, community crowdfunding um, proposal has been funded, system proposal has been funded, so uh, that's something to keep an eye on. Are there any last minute points that people would like to get across during this coffee chat? Um, keeping in mind that we still have tons of time on Thursday to talk about other fun stuff for the Monero-versary. Uh, I think that's it from my end. Yeah, I got uh, an electrician coming to take a look at stuff, so that'll be it for me, too. It's good to let people know what's going on in my life, personally. You know what I'm saying? Transparency. We're all about transparency here at Monero. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I actually got to go. Bye. Bye, Yes, did you say something? Oh, I was just saying that uh, as soon as I'm off this call, I got to go pack like crazy um, moving today. And so, uh, and I've only like half packed. So it'll be a pretty busy uh, Saturday. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us. Uh, thanks, Ismus. For... <laughs> yeah, definitely. I can see. Uh, thanks, Ismus, for joining us. It was great to hear an update. It was great to hear about the team with Dots went so well. Thanks, Need Money. We'll follow you into the next chat. And, um, Thanks, Diego and Howard, who already left. Good to be here this afternoon or morning, depending on where you are. All right, take care.